Welcome to the rundown. We're so excited to be uh, sitting here talking about our final. Starting our time. Starting our time. We got to make sure. Lord will need it. And uh, talking about our final, final week of the series. And this one, the killjoy was lust. Man, this series has whipped me to pieces. Man, I mean, it's I whipped thought, us all. Man, I, we planned this back in the spring. Say, I think it was the spring. It might have been even earlier than that. And said, Hey, we're going to do a series called the Killjoy and plan it in the in the fall. And we'll go through the seven deadly sins. And I looked at it, I said, okay, pride, anger, go through it. And I got sloth, gluttony. Like, I haven't even heard a sermon on these. Let's preach on it. But hey, I committed to do it. Let's do it. And man, that was so fun, so fascinating study because it really changed my mind and perspective of what you think it is and then what it really is. But uh, it's been a fun series, man. Yeah. been fun going through it. Absolutely. So this one, Lust, this was a definitely a powerful message, mm-hmm. definitely a tough and challenging message to so many of us. And one thing, you know, kind of want to hit on here is, do you remember purity culture? I do not. You don't remember? So a fun fact, I, you know, that kind of shows my age. Remember the purity culture, true love ways? Oh, yeah, yeah. The well, guy that, that yeah, said, yeah, like, Kiss, kiss dating goodbye. There was some oh, some yeah. of that. You remember all mm-hmm. that coming through? I know I just put you on the spot, but how does like the ch- how does the church's communication? How do you feel like your communication now fits in with the purity culture, but then also kind of helps clarify it? Well, um, putting a true love weights ring on does not keep me esteeming from lust. Yeah. I mean, because it's not so much even the action. If Jesus takes it, it goes inside. And speaking of True Love Weights, it's amazing that uh, True Love Weights, I don't know if you know this or not, but they gave their entire um, brand, if I can say it that way, or their trademark, and gave it to one of the uh, missionaries that we support, Clayton King. So Clayton King and his wife, Shari King, which we support them as a church, Crossroad Ministry, actually now have taken that whole responsibility on. They gave it to him, and wow. so they're writing all the curriculum on purity and changing the game of really what it really mean for true love. Uh, to wait so but putting a ring on is not going to fix yeah. lust problems yeah. and stuff like that so um but i think today how we can work that would be to teach kids that they're they're even though they're surrounded by this sex craved world and, and of course lust can be anything and lust for power lust for right. praise lust for food so this specific day we talked about lust for you know sexual immorality or sexual sins um, but it's everywhere man yeah and it's all over yeah. the place and so i think teaching, you know, one of the conversations, he might be watching this, one of my boys was was my oldest son. I had a conversation that said, hey, you know, sexual desire is a good thing. Like God created this. He didn't. So a lot of times we tell people it's, uh, hey, you know, sex is nasty. It's yeah. gross. Yep. Save it for the one you love. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, it's nasty. It's gross. It's scary. Yeah. Save it for the one you're going to spend yeah. the rest of your life with. Um, and that, I've ever had conversation with people that's ripped havoc in their mind because right. they was like, I mean, really, you have married a couple who can't be intimate because she still hears her pastor or her parents like, it's nasty, it's gross, that way, it's dirty, dirty, dirty. And when really God created for something right. great in a context between a man and a woman in a covenant marriage. So that's the guardrails. And then think about how difficult that is. You go from that being, that's the communication. All of a sudden you get married and you're just supposed to be like freely accept this newly given gift and that God's given you. And you're all of a sudden supposed to be something like in one day, Fearful, no, never, 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 nasty. All of a sudden, let's go. You know, it's like two the words. Of I it. do, and that's changed. <laughs> right. Like that fix it all. Right, right, right. So I really feel like today, what you did for all of us is you clarified some great points that we could and steps that we could take um, to have a pure heart, a pure mind, and, and a pure body and, and soul. And a couple of tips you gave us was to avoid 
and control. Mm-hmm. Avoid and control. And I thought that was so, uh, so good. Uh, let's well, those are not my words. Those are Paul's. Yeah. So he, he puts that, says, so avoid immorality. And you're like, man, it's everywhere. How do you do that? I mean, I said, right. you drive down a road, sit on a billboard. I mean, you're just flipping through uh, Instagram or Facebook and there's an ad. Right. I mean, it is, every, I mean, you're on like news stations and like, what's that on the news advertisement? So they know how to market it and you know, it goes after it. Um, and you're like, well, how do I avoid this? It's everywhere. But Paul's right into to a city, to a group of believers where it is really everywhere. Like it would make us blush today how bad it was in those cities. And so one way, you know, to avoid it, Paul talks about, you know, flee from immorality, like flee from it, which means run from it. Yeah. And how do you run from that? Well, you can, you know, personally, some things you do when the thought comes in, and this is really big, I want to share with people watching too, is that just because you have the thought doesn't mean it's sinful. Like the thought, you can't control the thought right. that comes in, but you can control the thought when it gets there. So for the longest time, people built themselves, build, beat themselves up because, I mean, I shouldn't have that thought. Am I really saved? I don't even know if I'm a right. Christian because the thought popped right. in. And then they feel guilty before they even acted on it. Right. It's the act on that thought that's the sin part. So the Bible says take the thought captive, which means I can't control the enemy piercing it. But boy, I can take it captive. Okay, that's not my wife. I'm a flea. Yeah. I don't look at that. I'm a run. So there's ways you can do that and practically to avoid, but it's everywhere. You just got to figure out that strategy for you. Yeah. And I, I love how you're having conversation, conversations with your boys. And I think looking back, I don't know if the conversations were had enough or in the right way. A lot of it was just kind of condemnation. You looked at what or you did what? You know, and then it's just it just the condemnation would come upon you versus the conversation about what it really looks like mm. to walk this out. Because like you said, it's all around us. Uh, Everywhere. And then the second one, control. Control. And I love what he says there. He says, learn control. Yeah. So a lot of people, like, for instance, the moment you get saved, you still take all your habits and your baggage. It ain't like your whole history erased. Yeah. It's not your mind's been erased, you know. And uh, next thing you know, you're, you, you completely forget everything and and uh, you, you don't remember anymore, but you have scars in your past. You, I, I always say like this, there's a rearview mirror, and you can look in a rearview mirror and you see the baggage, and there's nothing like sexual baggage, man. I mean, sexual baggage yeah. goes with you, it sticks with you, sex is sticky. I mean, Paul says it's a different sin when it's sin against the body. And, but the, the thing is, though, I no longer have to let my sexual baggage control how I live today in the present. I can't, I can't let my past control how I dictate. It's there, I learned from it, there's a scar. And I, and I use that. I can teach about that scar and how I got through it, but I'm not going to let it affect me today. And But so many people still let that baggage affect them today. I'm talking 10, yeah. 20, 30 years later, they still feel guilty, dirty, shameful right. of something they did in college. And it's there. How do I get rid of it? And that's what the enemy wants to kill your joy, take it and rob it from you, even your relationships. But you can learn control. It's just... Um, you got to figure out that pattern plan for it, how you're wired to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and you hit that so often throughout this whole series that we get to make the choice. We ultimately have mm-hmm. to make that choice to really kind of to start submitting to the Holy Spirit that he will empower us, mm-hmm. that he will work in us, and really that we are no longer subject to the, to the sin and death in this world. We have the power and the ability to live in a, in a greater way. Yeah, it, sin's a choice and it's yours. Mm. So every time you sin, you choose to. Well, yeah. the devil made me do it. No, <laughs> you didn't. You chose to. Yeah. Well, honey, if you wouldn't talk to me that way, I wouldn't talk back to you this way. You chose it, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's a choice. And, and, and James even talks about it. It, it con- it's conceived and it brings forth death in your life. It is a choice. And every time you sin, you choose that. I want to choose what the enemy has for me than what God thinks is best for me. Yeah. So Absolutely. it don't have to be your master anymore. You know, I like to say it like this. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you'll be sinless. 
Mm. But as I walk with Jesus and follow Jesus, I can begin to sin less because I'm aware That's... of the Spirit and I walk in the Spirit. So I'll never be sinless. Yeah. But, man, I don't do what I used to do. I didn't get over it overnight, but it's just the way how you have to walk it out in your life. So you won't be sinless, but you can begin to sin less. Yeah, that's so good. So good. So we finish up the series, Kill Joys. Been a really fun series. Seven weeks. Yeah, seven Seven weeks. weeks. And it has been tough, but it's really just taking God's word and just hitting home with a lot of what people are struggling with and going through. And I think it really opened up our eyes and, and gives us, I think you hit on today, that there is hope. Mm-hmm. There is hope throughout this series. We identify always. all these things that are stealing our joy, but there's hope. It's always hope. There's always hope. And the enemy, and I said this in this message, and it really can fit to all of them, but really sexual sin too, is that God doesn't guilt you or condemn you to repentance. It's his kindness that leads to it. If I have confessed the sin and asked God to forgive me that sin, and I still feel guilty or dirty... God's not holding that guilt over me saying, nope, nope, no, you, you really yeah. didn't mean it. No, you really haven't fixed it. That's mm-hmm. the enemy. Because the Bible says when we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us of all of our sins. So if you've confessed it and you still feel guilty, um, it's because the enemy lied to you. I, I love what, uh, it might have been Rick Warren. I don't remember. I, I think I read it or he said it a long time ago, and it really stuck to me. Um, but it, it basically said, if you want to be forgiven, confess it mm. to God. If you want to feel forgiven, confess it to someone else. Yeah. And when you confess it, it's like getting that out. Oh, I messed up. Like when the people come in and say something that happened 30 years ago and I did this and I just need, when they get it out, not that I'm a priest, I'm not always priest. You have Jesus. He's your high priest. I'm not a priest. You have to come confess it to me. But when you confess, there's something about getting that like off your chest to go, Okay, I told somebody. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe that's a step for someone who's struggling. Like, man, I just need to tell somebody. Find yeah, somebody who loves absolutely. Jesus, loves the church, and loves you and share it with them. But absolutely. It should be, should be. I told the team, I said, we could have did a 21 week series <laughs> called Seven. We did the Seven Daily Sins, the Seven Churches and Revelations, and the Seven I Ams for 21 weeks, man. We got a whole <laughs> right. series, man. Half a year, <laughs> right. we're done with Seven. Right. But absolutely. They didn't work out that way. Well, it's been a lot of fun. And thank you so much for opening up some more and let us dive into yeah. uh, to this been kill, fun. kill Joys Today Lust. And really, over the past seven weeks, having the rundown, I think, has, has really been impactful to so many yeah, people. And if this is if this has been beneficial to you, if you're watching this on the rundown, man, post in the comments. Absolutely. Let us know. Uh, that this is you, you, you're connecting with this, it's working for you. We'd love to be able to serve you any way we can. Absolutely. Did we make it? Uh, well, we try to keep about seven minutes and we're 10 minutes and 35 <laughs> seconds. So, uh, still lower than when Trevor's in here because when he's in here, we got like another whole sermon. It's like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> I got you, so. I got you. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us again for the rundown. <laughs>